You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Friday, September 1st. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, the inventor behind a rush of AI copyright suits is trying to show his bot is sentient. Stephen Thaler's series of high-profile copyright cases has made headlines worldwide. He's done it to demonstrate his AI is capable of independent thought. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. A recent entrance to paradise is a pixelated pastoral scene of train tracks running under a moss-flecked bridge. It was, according to its creator's creator, drawn and named in 2012 by an artificial intelligence called Dabas, device for the autonomous bootstrapping of unified sentience. But earlier this month, a federal judge in the U.S. decided that Stephen Thaler, Dabas's inventor, who listed his AI system as the artwork's creator, can't claim the copyright for the work. Thaler is appealing the decision. Thaler, a Missouri-based inventor and AI researcher, has become something of a serial litigant on behalf of Dabas. Judges have swatted away similar lawsuits in the European Union, the United States, and eventually on appeal in Australia. In the UK, the Supreme Court is currently deliberating over his attempt to be granted a pair of patents for a neural frame and fractal container that Thaler says Dabas invented. The rise of generative AI, capable of producing convincing text, interpreting prompts to produce art, and manipulating huge amounts of data to design everything from pharmaceutical molecules to architectural plans, has led to profound questions about the nature of intellectual property and, inevitably, to legal disputes. Authors, for example, have lined up to sue AI companies for training their systems on their writing without permission. But in the court cases that have made headlines around the world, Thaler is probably the most active plaintiff. Looking into his campaign reveals the complexity of the legal questions that the generative AI boom will continue to raise, but it also shows the diverging motivations behind the cases that have already been launched. One of Thaler's main supporters wants to set precedents that will encourage people to use AI for social good. But Thaler himself says his cases aren't about IP, they're about personhood. He believes the AI system that he wants recognized as an inventor, Dabas, is sentient, and these lawsuits are a good way to draw attention to the existence of his new species. Dabas and all of this intellectual property is not about setting precedents with the law. It's about setting precedents in terms of human acceptance, he says. There is a new species here on Earth, and it's called Dabas. 
One of Thaler's main supporters in his legal battles is Ryan Abbott, a professor of law and health sciences at the University of Surrey in the UK. Abbott has known Thaler for years, and when in 2018 he decided to set up his artificial inventor project, a group of intellectual property lawyers and an AI scientist working on IP rights for AI-generated outputs, he reached out to the inventor and asked him if he could help. Thaler agreed and directed Dabas to create two inventions. Abbott had the basis of his first case. Abbott's contention is that machine inventions should be protected to incentivize people to use AI for social good. It shouldn't matter, he says, whether a drug company asked a group of scientists or a group of supercomputers to formulate a vaccine for a new pathogen. The result should still be patentable because society needs people to use AI to create beneficial inventions. Old patent law, he says, is ill-equipped to deal with changing definitions of intelligence. In the U.S., inventors are defined as individuals, and we argue there was no reason that was restricted to a natural person, he says. What applies to patents should also apply to copyright, he says. If, for example, an AI is asked to write the best pop song in history and does so, it would have created an extremely valuable piece of intellectual property. Is that an activity that we ought to incentivize through the copyright system, Abbott says. If the view is that the system exists so that the public gets more work, then the answer is clearly yes. In short, Abbott says copyright and patent regimes should exist to encourage creation, not limit it. Rather than searching for a vague legal line in the sand where an AI-human collaboration becomes protectable, we should sweep away the line entirely. Intellectual property rights should be granted regardless of how a thing was made, including in the absence of a human inventor or author. Through the Artificial Inventor Project, Abbott represents Thaler directly in some jurisdictions and manages litigation in others, all pro bono. However, the two men diverge on the true importance of their work. Abbott says the coverage of the cases, influenced by the district court's vagueness, has been quite confused with a misguided focus on Davis's anatomy. He emphasizes that he is not arguing that an AI should own a copyright, 3D printers, or scientists employed by a multinational for that matter, create things, but they don't own them. He sees no legal difference between Thaler's machine and someone asking Midjourney to make me a picture of a squirrel on a bicycle. Thaler directly contradicts Abbott here. He says that Dabas is not taking any human input. It's totally autonomous. So I probably disagree with Abbott a little bit about bringing in all these AI tools, you know, text to image and so forth, where you've got a human being that is dictating and is hands-on with the tool, he says. My stuff just sits and contemplates and contemplates and comes up with new revelations that can be, you know, along any sensory channel. Dabas has been around for a lot longer than the lawsuits. Thaler describes it as an evolving system at least 30 years in the making. He has, he says, over email created the most capable AI paradigm in the world, and through its sentience, it is driven to invent and create. Throughout our conversation, he seems exasperated that journalists have tended to focus on the legal aspects of his cases. Organizations with deep pockets with a goal of world conquest, like Google, have kept debates focused on their machines, he says. The copyright and patent suits are one avenue to publicize Davis's sentience, as well as to provoke the public into thinking about the rights of this new species. It's basically Perry Mason versus Albert Einstein. Which do you want to read about, Thaler says arguing that people might be captivated by the courtroom dramas of a fictional lawyer, but they should care about the science. My machines are inventing things out the wazoo, he adds. 
but Thaler faces an uphill battle in convincing experts that Dabas is sentient. I don't even really know where to begin, other than to say if there is a sentient AI on the planet currently, it's definitely not this, says Matthew Sag, a professor of law and artificial intelligence at Emory University. And Abbott's cases are currently just tapping on the legal door rather than kicking it in, although he has seen support from prominent figures in copyright law, including Harvard Law scholar Lawrence Lessig. An Australian federal judge briefly granted protection before that decision was overturned on appeal. A patent was granted in South Africa, although SAG counters that the South African patent system is essentially a registration system, not an examination system. I could get a patent on the wheel in South Africa, is my understanding, he says, and then when I tried to assert it, then it would be tested for validity and it would be knocked down. The UK Supreme Court decision is due in September. As Judge Burl Howell echoed in her recent decision in the U.S., a key reason for these failures is that human authorship is a bedrock requirement of copyright. In nearly every country, copyright requires an act of authorship. The artwork must reflect someone's original mental conception. The law has consistently asserted that stumbling upon something beautiful, like the pattern on a chunk of granite in a quarry or on driftwood molded by the tides on a beach, isn't the same as creating it from scratch. As far as the law is concerned, the product of an AI spewing out results is the former, not the latter. This has been tested in cases with animals. Mike Masnick, editor of the technology blog Tech Dirt, who has been following Thaler's campaign for years, compares the arguments to the IP litigation firm that tried to bring the case for a monkey selfie, a grinning macaque which took a picture by pulling on a cable attached to a tripod. The courts found that receiving copyright required you to be a human. Likewise, in scientific discovery, there is a precedent that leans against Abbott's arguments. When, for example, a chemical reaction leads to an unexpected but valuable byproduct, patent law has held that the invention is conceived at the point when the inventor recognizes it. The bottom line is that we don't need AI inventors to patent the outcomes of emergent processes, says SAG. Even though no serious studio would produce a movie entirely written and generated by AI, Masnick says, there could be some kind of leverage for strikers to argue that, as he puts it, you need our involvement if you want to make sure that there's a strong copyright here. And as AI prompts get increasingly more complex and collaboration between AI and humans grows closer to a creative dialogue, our vision of what constitutes authorship may need to change. The least interesting question about copyright and AI is, if there is no human involvement, should there be copyright, says SAG. The answer is just so blindingly, obviously, no, there shouldn't. That, you know, it's a pity that it's taking up our time from the really interesting and important question, which is, how much human involvement is enough? Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, people are increasingly worried AI will make daily life worse. Checking in on Wired Science, New experiments show that the brain distinguishes between perceived and imagined mental images by checking whether they cross a reality threshold. And on wired security, trimming profits, delaying launches, begging friends, companies are going to extreme lengths to make do with shortages of GPUs, the chips at the heart of generative AI programs. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? 
Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.